When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Brian Tetta, executive producer of The View. Now, if you've ever been to The View in our New York City studio in the last five years, you've met our amazing and hilarious warm-up comedian, Regina DiCicco. As she says, she's our studio audience's tour guide through live tapings of The View every day. She's here with me today to share a little insight behind her job and to tell us some of her favorite celebrity interactions. This is Behind the Table. All right, this is very exciting because I sometimes kind of feel like I'm in the ringmaster seat at the circus, and right alongside me is our guest, Regina DiCicco. Regina is a uh, stand-up comic in general, but our warm-up comic, Mm -hmm. and it's a tough job. Would you agree with that? I mean, it's... I would agree with that, Brian. Um, And I would say I love being that person with you because it is my favorite thing sometimes. You listen to the ladies talk, and then I'll be like, oh, and I'll just take a peek at Brian to see what he's doing (laughs) at the podium. And I think my favorite is, I'm like, well, his head is down. He's no longer watching the show. He's given up. He's lost. It happens occasionally. (laughs) It happens occasionally where they break me, but uh, but I really I, I appreciate you because when when things are happening, I have complete faith that you're dealing with the audience because it's right. really it's there's two shows going on. There's the show that's going on for the people at home, and there's a show that's going on in that room. And people have been waiting online, and they've come in, and it's important that they feel like they're having an entertaining experience throughout the entire, it's more than an hour for them. Right. So it's a combination of interacting with the hosts, which you oversee, and it's a combination of watching the actual show, and then it's a combination of you entertaining the audience right. during the stop-downs and, and the changes and all the the craziness that comes along with putting on a different live show every single day. Right. No, and to your point, I think people come in and it's like, well, this is my bucket list item or I'm in New York for the first time. So they're so excited. Or it's my birthday, which is a really big, we do a lot of birthdays, Brian. We do. (laughs) Birthdays, anniversaries. Right. Well, take it all. I'll take any kind of anniversary. We're happy to celebrate you. So it's definitely like always trying to keep the audience really upbeat. But what's hard about our show and what's great about our show is we cover everything. So a lot of times there's a real energy shift. Yes. With the topics that we cover. So I think it's it's hard to navigate that, too, because obviously the hosts are living in the real world, living with the real headlines Mm -hmm. and they're affected by it. But then someone comes in and this is like their lifelong dream to be at The View. And it's like, well, we've got to keep you excited and we've got to keep this in check. So I have on occasion told the audience it it is an emotional roller coaster. I think that's accurate. (laughs) It's certainly accurate for me. (laughs) Um, All right. So this job is kind of a full circle for you Mm -hmm. because you have a long history with Whoopi Goldberg and. One of your first jobs was working with Whoopi on her 2003 sitcom titled Whoopi. Tell me what you remember from that. Uh, well, I remember just meeting Whoopi and thinking like Whoopi is exactly who I thought Whoopi would be, which mm-hmm. is amazing. And that doesn't happen with celebrities all no, the time. But 100 percent accurate. Yes. She's Whoopi. Yes, she's Whoopi. And she was so great because my parents would come a lot. And anytime they came, she'd be like, oh, make sure your mom comes back to the dressing room. 
And I remember saying to her, like, it meant so much to me that she would do yeah. that. And she she gets such a good read on people, Whoopi. And she said to me, she was like, oh, your mother is like everybody's mother. Like, just bring her back. <laughs> and th- that is who my mom is. But I'm like, how does Whoopi know that? She's very so intuitive. She's so yeah. intuitive. She really, really reads people. So, like, that was unbelievable to have that with her in 2003. And then, like, I wasn't doing stand-up at that point. I started doing stand-up later, and people would always be like, oh, did you reach out to Whoopi? And I'd say, why? I've been doing stand-up for five minutes. You know, what would be the point? And then, of course, time goes by, and then I know I'm coming in to audition for this show, and Whoopi and her, her producing partner, Tom, I emailed Tom just to say, I'm I'm going to go to the View tomorrow to audition. And he wrote back right away, we loved you. We always loved you. Like, That's I'll see what great. we can do. And that was... Yeah, a long time after. Well, you and Alyssa have this in common because the two of you have gone through the audition process right. at The View. <laughs> I mean, what was that, that process like for you? Was it was it fun? Was it strenuous? Was it... It's so funny. I had never done warm-up before, mm-hmm. so I was a little nervous. I remember like having my pre-calls and saying, oh, I never did it before, but I felt like I stepped into a job where all of a sudden as I was doing it, I thought, I, oh, I, under- I understand what this is. Right. I don't know if you've ever had that happen where you've never done something and you start to do it and you realize, oh, wait, I get this. And then I went from just wanting to see how it went to being like, I want this job so bad. How do I get this job? <laughs> and then I auditioned for like the first time in September for two days. Mm-hmm. And then I would like come back for a week at a time. And I remember I did the Halloween show that first year as I was auditioning. Yeah. And the crew kept being like, Regina, this is big. This if is they're big. trusting you with Halloween, this is the longest, hardest day of the year for you. Accurate. <laughs> they, for, so they said if they trust me with Halloween. And then it just kept going. But I was like, I want this so bad. I want this so bad. And then finally... I got it. You got it. And you deserved it. And you were wonderful. But um, yeah, because it, it's it's a it's a big lift for somebody to mm-hmm. and it's a lot of confidence in, in those people. I mean, you're you're you know, you're looking for questions and you got to make sure the questions are appropriate and right. you got to make sure that the tone is appropriate mm-hmm. and everything else. It's there's a lot of minds. Um, right. There's to, a lot of moving avoid. pieces. Yeah. And it's trying to like sort of keep my eye on the ladies, keep my eye on the audience, mm-hmm. see, you know, what's going on, how much time is there. Yeah. And then just like running. I get all my steps in, Brian, running around the studio. Before you did all this, you, one of your first jobs was a Saturday Night Live. Um, did that start your love for live TV? Yes, I think. And I feel like you would know this, too. People yeah. love or hate live television. Yes. Like, it speaks to you or it's terrifying. And I'm like, no, I love it. Bring it on. And even at SNL, I was there during the Ashley Simpson mm-hmm. debacle, the, oh. the lip sync debacle. And, and honestly, in a crazy Pieces way, Brian, of me. <laughs> yeah. it's all I wanted was to have one of those moments that could only happen on live television. Oh, yeah. So I, I would- feel those. <laughs> It's a little be careful different. what you wish for, Gina. <laughs> but there it was. It was like to just, just to be a part of that. But I love live TV. I love running around. I love thinking like we have to beat the clock like that. The energy that we have to start at 11 yeah. and it has to be over at 12. I like that, too. When it's over, it's over for me anyway. No, I, for me, too. And, and the adrenaline. Well, there's aftermath occasionally, <laughs> but the adrenaline of the live show is something I really, really yes, enjoy. And, I agree. And uh, would miss if I didn't have mm-hmm. it, I think. And with the audience and everything else. Right. there too. The and yeah. And uh, but it is precarious. I remember my very first day here at The View, I misjudged the timing of the show and uh, not just me, but me and the other execs. And uh, we ended up not having an act at an end of the show, an act six. <laughs> and Whoopi said goodbye and it never aired because we just ran out of time and the news started. And that was a big learning curve for me because uh, everything I'd done before that was taped. Um, That's funny. Do you feel like the audience understands your job at The View? Like when you're here, do they know exactly what you're doing? Um, It's funny because I don't think that they do because, <laughs> uh, well, and uh, I know they, they love me and they have fun with me. And they a do. lot of they're times- They're very devoted They're to very you. devoted. But though, you know, someone will say after, oh my goodness, Regina, did you ever think of doing comedy? <laughs> 
you should be a comedian. And what's great is if they say it with earshot of a crew member, uh-huh. they'll double down and be like, Regina, you should. You should. Regina, you should. Try open mic night. <laughs> you, yeah. sh- you should do it. And there was this woman the other day who she called me over and said, did I ever do stand up? And I said, oh, that's what I was doing right now. And then she said, no, 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 professionally. And then, <laughs> like you wandered in. <laughs> I said, there was a time when I thought the view <laughs> was professional. But you're right. And she kept apologizing profusely. But I said, no, I I love it. They get excited and they love it. And it's really it's really sweet to me that then they they want me to be doing it more. And then I'm like, no, this is sort of one of the best jobs a stand up comedian can have. It's it's it's, it's, it's really unbelievable. Steady work. Yes. <laughs> which is so hard in this industry. So tell me about your favorite days at the view. Oh, well, this is funny because it almost loops back around to you a little bit. One of my absolute favorite days was the day that we had David Letterman on. Oh, that was one of my favorite days too. Um, and we did, I think it was, it was three segments and it was a post tape. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was just doing my normal thing and I'm talking to the audience and these people had said they're from Norway and we're, we're making all these jokes. And in my peripheral vision, I see that David Letterman had raised his hand. <laughs> so I remember I called on him and I was like, Oh, yeah. Mr. Letterman, Dave, Mr. Letterman. He was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he jumped in on the bit with like Norway and where they invented the paperclip. And then in my mind, I'm like, am I joking? around with David Letterman <laughs> and then because it's going so well Whoopi jumped in and then Joy jumped in and it was so surreal and it's it's the kind of moment I never thought about when I got the job I never thought something like that could happen and it was so magical just comedically that it was honestly still one of my favorite days yeah I mean Dave is uh, who I worked for and the reason I wanted to be in television mm-hmm. was I, I loved him and wanted to that was my dream job for me that was playing shortstop for the Yankees yes and Anytime I was able to make him laugh genuinely mm-hmm. or anytime I gave a line that got used or it's just the best days um, and still to this day. So yes. I, I get that into you definitely pinch me moments that you have. Oh, it was where, so wild. And I'm like, are we joking? And it was it was yeah. like the silliest conversation, too. Right. But so but he he was like, yeah, so committed to the bit. And then when the <laughs> ladies got involved, I'm like, this is so crazy. But I'm like, he's raising his hand. I'm like, he's trying to get my attention. David Letterman wants my attention. A couple of weeks ago, we showed some of the Q&A that we do on the commercial breaks here um, on the podcast mm-hmm. and really got a great response to it. I, I think it's it's not uh, an overstatement to say that the show in theater, in studio, is almost as good as the show at home, maybe better in some ways. I definitely recommend anybody who hasn't been, to, and if you're able to try and come and get tickets, you definitely should. Because no, it's fine. And there's a freedom during the commercial breaks that doesn't, you know, it can't exist sort of on air. Yes, unless I'm I, taping it right. for the podcast, <laughs> you know, which we're doing again soon. So on the flip side of your best days, tell me about this, because we talk about some very intense topics, mm-hmm. too. And your job is to keep the audience engaged and excited, like you said. How do you do when we're talking about something very heated or unfortunately very tragic from time to time? Um, sort of like I was saying before, I really try to be honest. Like mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to sugarcoat it. I can't act like I don't know the news either. Right. You know, so it, it's just that sort of thing of like I, I I don't act like I don't know what's going on. So it's like I'm going to be honest with the people. And, and then that's sort of like I feel like honesty is really the approach. Yeah. So it's like I'm the warm up comedian and I'm definitely here to entertain you. But at the same time, I have feelings and I see what's going on and we're, we're in this together. Yeah. Basically, it's just like I want everyone to feel like, no, we're super inclusive. We're taking it all in. And that's why people love The View, too. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things about being in the audience on any given day is you sometimes have the opportunity to interact with celebrities. Yes. Have you found that, like, what, what's been a fun audience interaction with the celebrity guests? Um, well, I'll say, and this is funny, because, I mean, celebrity, but also there's been a lot of political figures here, too, which has been great. And it's almost like celebrity political figures. But when Hillary Clinton was on a yeah. couple years ago, you know, I had this image of her. This was how she was presented to us. And she was so fun. 
Hillary Clinton. And there was somebody in the audience that, and this was a young girl, and she said, I didn't go to class today because I wanted to be here, you know, to see Hillary Clinton. So during a commercial break, I wound up telling Hillary Clinton that, you know, this girl, this little girl, Grace, you know, she didn't go to class because she wanted to be here to see you. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I see you know, Hillary calls somebody over. She's writing something down. She wrote a note excusing Grace from class. <laughs> saying She's like, well, Grace had to be with me at The View. Hillary, Rodham Clinton. And then put the date. And I thought, oh, my, like, nobody prompted her. It was just her. And it was the funniest thing. And then I gave the note. I mean, she was probably a college student. I shouldn't say little girl. But yeah. it was so funny and playful to me. And I think that's what I love, too. Like, so many people, they're just open to it. And right. then I was like, oh, my gosh. I was like, Hillary Clinton is so fun. Does everybody realize that? No, I <laughs> the answer is no, but she, you're absolutely right. Um, and and she was on the show just last week and was a lot of fun there. Too. Yes. No, she's great. Um, now, during the pandemic, so you and I went through this nightmare of a, yes. of a thing together, th- doing the show during a pandemic. Often I was the only one in the studio or mm-hmm. me and one of our senior producers, Audrey, and the control room was here and some of the crew was here. But the the the, the hosts were all home. And the audience was not there. It was a virtual audience. Yes. Um, I cannot tell you how important the the audience is to this show. And it was important to have a virtual audience, too. You had a very specific bond with the with the group. (laughs) Explain exactly (laughs) your your, uh, rapport with the Zoom audience. We often had the same Zoom audience every day. Tell me about it. Well, it's uh, well, we actually we started early because we had to like pre-tape those shots. So I wound up being with um, our audience from 945 until 12. So longer than in person. Yes. And we would watch the view um, sort of like it would became like a watch party. Uh-huh. But what wound up happening, sort of what I do here is like everyone was sort of you didn't realize how lonely people were. If like people were sick or they had to be isolated or so all of a sudden it was all these people that were just looking towards this Zoom audience, hashtag Zoom with the view, Brian. It got very big during I remember. the pandemic. <laughs> so they would come in and I would literally let everybody talk. And we would laugh, but people would cry. Mm-hmm. We would go through things together, like who would be looking for a job or graduating. Or so this went on like every day. They even made their own merch where I, I literally have mugs with like the faces of all the Zoom boxes <laughs> from the audience on them. And but what was funny was I was doing this from my apartment. So my husband and I, it's a one bedroom apartment, which yeah. meant he was literally just on the other side of the door. So I would finish sometimes. I'd be like, John, you'd never believe what happened today. He's like, I know I can hear everything. And he'd be like, Terry got a new job. Ryan graduated what did sean wind up having for breakfast you know so i think he was my husband was the happiest when the zoom ended but it was amazing to get to connect because i think you, you know you didn't realize too we were all lonely yearning for that and then i think for a lot of people it was like oh i have to go see my friends every morning and they love talking about the view and that's when i realized people don't just watch the view they're invested in it they're learning from it and that's what was great too like everybody having discoveries talking to people with different opinions yeah and i was like oh this is exactly what the show is and we were able to kind of do it every day so they were an amazing audience for me it, it definitely was a mutual i've seen mutual the occasional connection. reunion when they've actually come here now yes. that, 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 and, and meet you in person yes. for the first time it's very emotional no it's fun. and some of them have come and they've put their we used to put their initials on the zoom box yeah some of them have come and put their initials on an index card and like held it up next to their face to be like it's me rz from that so it's i mean it's very cute it was a while i'm so grateful for it and yeah. they would ask brian sometimes they'd say regina what do you like better do you like doing the view in the studio or are you like doing this view from home and i would turn my camera so they could see my bed and i'm like do you see Whoopi goldberg sitting in my room as much as i love all of you please take me back to the studio at some point we need to talk more about this on the podcast what the zoom the the view zoom era was like yes. because it was very chaotic obviously and i'm very proud of what we were able to figure out how to do and accomplish and we never missed a show no. and we got through it 
But I can't tell you how happy I was to A, have the host back yes. in the studio and then to B, to have an audience back no, there again. No, it's so again. true. And then to have a full audience yes. and then to have an audience without masks on. It's, no, it's so true. Even we, thinking about, we were wearing masks last time this year. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And and it's the, the energy that the audience brings to the show is so important. The hosts feed off of it. Mm-hmm. You feed off of it. Right, of I course. feed off of it. Yes. it. It's really terrific. And um, I'm very grateful for it. So- I'm happy to have everyone back. Me too. Um, all right. So not only are you just with us in the mornings, but you perform stand-up almost four nights a week in New yes. York City. Um, do they ever come see you? Does the view audience come and, and experience the professional, Regina? They do. And Brian, sometimes <laughs> they'll come the same day. Oh. So they'll see me in the morning because they're in town for a limited time, and then they'll come at night. And I've often said to them, like, I've spent more time today with you than my <laughs> husband. Because they're, they're not—I'm they're like, are you sure this isn't too much, Regina? And they're like, no. No, they love it. You can't so use the same good. material twice. No. That's, that's and it <laughs> Yeah. But it's fine. It's I I it means so much to me. I think it's so so sweet and such a giant compliment. But they do come a lot, which is great. That's awesome. And yeah. I, I want to before we go, I want to thank you for the uh, Brian Tedda uh, moment I get when I walk out every day. Oh, of day. course, it's, of it's, course. It's, Listen, you know, the, the Bry guys are taking off. If you haven't heard, yeah. Brian's fans are the Bry guys. The Bry guys. The, it's, it's a movement. It's, it's happening, <laughs> and um, I think you all need to really just embrace it. Right. Otherwise, we're forcing it upon you. Hashtag Bry guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Oh, I also have to talk about uh, the fact that that going back to the Zoom audience, Jennifer Lopez's mother, Lupe Lopez, frequent View audience oh, member, yes. once joined the Zoom. She did. She joined the Zoom for Whoopi's birthday. And what was so funny was, well, one, it was wild. And people on the Zoom loved interacting with her. Of course. And, you know, I said to her after we did the audience shots, I was like, oh, Lupe, you don't have to stay. And she was like, oh, no, 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 I'm going to stay. So not only did she stay the entire time, at one point, her she lost power to her computer, so she had to move rooms. So we were literally <laughs> traveling around Lupe's apartment, and then somebody from the audience said, well, no offense, Ms. Like, Lopez, but don't you think Jennifer could get you a better charger? <laughs> so... <laughs> But she stayed the whole and she was sharing with everybody, talking about herself. And I thought, like, what an amazing Lupe moment. So the audience was obsessed. She loves the show. No, Lupe (laughs) does love the show. And the fact that she spent the whole time on Zoom, moved rooms, changed computers, got a different cord. I was like, oh, there's nobody better. We do get the occasional celebrity member in the audience. And uh, often a celebrity mom, I think, is a a big time. I remember we had Michael J. Fox's mother Mm -hmm. once. It's definitely a thing. Every celebrity's mom loves the view. No, they do. They do. All right. Well, listen, I am so appreciative of uh, having you here with me. This is great. And appreciate our audience. If you haven't been here, please come and visit us. Regina, follow her on her Instagram at Regina.DeChico. That's D-E-C-I-C-C-O. Tomorrow on the podcast, you'll hear another Q&A with our co-host from a taping of The View a few weeks ago, where Regina asked some questions during commercial breaks. This is fantastic. So thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks so much for having me, Brian. Thank you, Regina. Take a little time to enjoy the view. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts.